Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from a Shared Universe Podcast Studio, and you're listening to Talking Codswalla Podcast. Hey, it's Taylor from Calling the Shots. Hey, this is Steve from Calling the Shots. Hey, what's up? It's Mike from the Pizza Beer Revolution Podcast. Hi, this is uh, Derek D from PBR Podcast and DerekD.com, of course. And you are listening to Talking Codswallop. Talking Codswallop. How you guys doing? This is great. This is the POTUS. It's President of the United States, Donald. You're looking to wild up the swelling. That's what you're listening to. It's great. I got to tell you, the swallop of the wall is great. I love walls. And the cod wallop, it's swallop. Fantastic. You're listening to it. Wallops, cods. Fish, walls, swallows. This week's Talking Cod Swallop. I'm Gemma. With me today, I've got a special guest with me. This guest is very, very special, but it does feel weird actually introing him as a guest because he used to be a member of this podcast. Most of you may know who it is, but just in case. It's Andy. Hello. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Andy. <laughs> we call this the Discussing Halibut Nonsense podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that got cancelled. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I see. Along with the Uber that was going to take me to the airport, that was going to take me to the uh, the Shared Universe Studios in New Jersey, that got cancelled as well, I see. Yeah. Um, that Well, that got cancelled because all of the flights got cancelled. So I'm really sorry. Um, I mean, I did send you a load of Jaffa Cakes in the post recently. Did that make up for it? Wow. They didn't really make it up past from the letterbox to the cupboard. <laughs> well, they kept jumping into your mouth on the way. <laughs> yeah, they, they said sacrifice, sacrifice, and then just threw themselves at me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on, because <laughs> we're so good at that. Obviously, James isn't with us today. He He's fitting his glory holes again. Yeah, they need a good buffing. He's uh, he's getting ready for his spring season, hoping uh, lockdown will be removed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he really did go into business at the wrong time then, didn't he? And he didn't realise just how much effort it takes to curate cheese. <laughs> we don't need that kind of cheese in our lives. <laughs> it's spreadable. It's all good. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If it's dairy-ly spreadable, mm, that'd be nice. Although I still wouldn't want to lick the glory holes. <laughs> what was it? Was it, was it prim, primula? Where you just have the little bacon bits and chives oh, yeah. in the tube. They still do primula as well. Yeah. I used to love that stuff so much when I was a kid. I still do now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so you do? Um, yeah, I didn't hear that, but <laughs> sorry. Because you sound, you sound like you got. You sometimes you sound like you got a pillow over your head. Really? Yeah. No, right. Have you got the phone near your mouth? No, no. I've I've got my headset on. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. Well, that should be fine then. Yeah. Is that is that any better? I think so. We'll go from there. We'll see what happens. We'll muddle on. Yeah. Uh, It's honestly, it's like I've never been away then, hasn't it? (laughs) It pretty much has. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. 
Gone are the days. I am nothing but, if not, you know, I am. Um, I bring continuity. You do, and that's you know that was a decent thing that you did. I did go through many hair box dyes, um, but you know, <laughs> and that's probably where you lost your hair as well because I kept having to tell you off. Yes. Yeah. So have you got a big bushy beard now or anything like that? No, no. I've still been manscaping. Well, that's very good. Although. Um, my friend Matt has a full-on caveman beard. <laughs> it's a bit like James's at the moment, I think. Yeah, but his is more of a homeless, you know, like a shipless Viking. <laughs> yeah, going by that picture on uh, Instagram that I put up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't ask permission, but I was just like, ah, you know. <laughs> his face is part of the podcast, so I'm going to use it. And... You know, he looked really, really grumpy in the snow. So, how's your beard coming along? Have you cultivated a good one? Yeah, it's actually really good, actually. You know how, um, what's his name? The Scottish comedian, uh, Billy Connolly. You know how he dyed his purple? I'm thinking of doing the same thing, making it a bit more noticeable. Awesome. Do you reckon? Do you reckon I could pull that off? Yeah, do that. And and also then do the tips of your hair. So, just where it it meets the the bottom of your chin. Mm. That's where you start the hair dyed down so it matches the same depth as your beard. Oh, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, I I might actually do that. So should we go with purple or is there another colour that I should pull off? Not pink. Pink's horrible. Well, it isn't blue or grey the the in thing. What, like the blue rinse type thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I might have a think about it and like I'll let you know what I do, okay? I'll post a picture on Instagram. Just a random picture on Instagram and nobody else will know about it apart from you. <laughs> oh, and also the salty tadpoles as well, but, you know. <laughs> Rain will knock one up for us. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. <laughs> you know, one thing that just occurred to me that I've absolutely missed a trick on. What's that? I've always been a big Machine Head fan. Yeah. And there was one point where Rob had a plat had some plats in his beard and then there was one where he, he then had beads mm-hmm. i could have grown my goatee out and then plaited my goatee and then put beads on like i've always wanted oh you could have i mean there's still time you've still got plenty of time because we're not going to be out of lockdown anytime soon so yeah <laughs> i reckon you should do it andy go on be a devil I just don't know what- that when i had a, a flowing mane a la um james yeah you know, when I was Edmunds-esque with my hair, <laughs> uh, I could have gotten away with it. But now that I'm more um, Phil Mitchell, uh, I don't think that quite works with the uh, – that looks a bit sad rocker. I should be wearing a leather um, waistcoat as well. Mm, yeah, probably. Although you could be like David Draymond, I think it is, that's um, the lead singer of Disturbed. And you could you could just have those two metal piercings coming out of your chin instead. Yeah, that screams midlife crisis, doesn't it? <laughs> Not on him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's lived with that look through his twenties, thirties, and and like into his forties. Yeah. Um, me as a forty-one-year-old suddenly rocking up to the office that. You know, they're like, well, you know, did you not want to go for the 18-year-old blonde? Did you not want the sports car? (laughs) (laughs) Piercings and tattoos. (laughs) What have you done with your tongue? Have you given yourself a a snake's tongue there? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no. I don't know why anyone would ever want to do that. Because they've got mummy and daddy issues. Yeah, I think most people have if they've got things like that. Um, I mean, obviously... You know, it's their own personal choice, isn't it? But at the end of the day, it's kind of like 
Ooh, it's a bit, it's a bit of a hard one to kind of, <laughs> I don't know, get your head around, really. Yeah. yeah. It's a cry for help. There are other options. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think some people actually want to do it as well, which is scary enough, but, you know. They're more scary than the people who do it for the cry for attention. Yes. They 100% are. You're right. Let's stop talking about weirdos. How have you been, Andy? Oh, wait, that's a weirdo. (laughs) I think the only person who laughed at that is your super fan, Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) Love Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Is there anyone to laugh at your uh, your joke? (laughs) And me, so I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So, yeah, so it was good to hear all about your, uh, your Christmas. You and James. Thank you. Your Christmas was on your own. Was it the best Christmas you've ever had this year? Well, last year. It was uh, a, a normal Christmas for me. It was just, um, I got the self-isolation alert on the 19th of uh, December that took me all the way through to 29th of uh, December. So I was like, oh no, this is such a problem. What am I going to do? Oh well, cats. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't do anything. Look, screenshot, screenshot. Mum can't come see you. <laughs> <laughs> Was she sad that you couldn't come and see her, though? Yeah, we, we, we were going to meet up on the 21st and sort of just exchange presents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, it's just, the, you know, on the 19th, you know, we went into Tier 4 and, and then I got pinged on the same day and then we're now in national lockdown. So her birthday's in April, so we'll uh, – We've put that in as the next available date because it's really frustrating because we are technically a bubble. Yeah, yeah. With her living in the next county, it's a bit of a stretch if I get pulled over, you know, to say, yeah, I'm going to go see my mum who's in my support bubble who lives 38 miles away from me. Yeah, it is a bit tricky, but then I suppose you could always say that being the only son that she is under lockdown at the moment and you need to take food supplies to her because she's got nobody else close and she can't leave the house. That's it. She's not an invalid. So. No, I know, but you could say that if you got stopped. That's what I'm saying. I know, but it's, it's just like, it's one of these things, it's like, well, te- you know, you should. Mm. I'd be a hypocrite if I did that journey because I'm the, I'll stand there at my window shouting at people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough, I think, as well, because, you know, there's a lot of people that have played by the rules and stuff, and I'm one of them as well, so, but then there are a lot of people out there who are just walking around as if it's normal, you know, the... You, you remember like how it was with the first lockdown that it was, like, super quiet on the roads, so there was, like, hardly any cars? This time round, it's just, like, continuously hearing cars up and down the road, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's not being taken overly serious this time. And I think it needs to be. But, you know, you can't force everybody, can you? So, no, people will do what they want to do. You yeah. Know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we just got to be patient until next autumn. Well, not even that, but I'd say probably we get, we've got to get through next winter with our um, jabs and then we're, we're home free for 2022. Yeah. I think that's a realistic idea. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because by the time our age group has got the jabs, it's probably going to be around that time anyway, isn't it? I might get mine a bit... Up. Well, no, because you've got, you've got a health condition as well, haven't you? So Yeah, but mine, mine's not mine's not classified as, a, as something that... Because my health condition is just I've had pneumonia twice. Yeah. Do you know that you can get a pneumonia jab now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
You knew that. Okay, because I, I had one a little while ago when I went to the doctor and because uh, I went for one of my diabetes checkups and she said, oh, have you had it? And I said, no, I haven't. And I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. And I, I told my brother about it as well because he'd also had pneumonia as well. So, yeah. I think I've had bacterial pneumonia rather than viral pneumonia. Ah, okay. I didn't know there was two different types, to be honest, so... Nor did I. I got educated after my second bout of pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what fun. <laughs> and then that was in Germany. So, you know, you've you got to take translation into consideration. I could got it. I could have got it wrong, but I'm sure that's what they said to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just being kept insensible, really. It's I'm probably like you, maybe being a bit too risk adverse. Yeah. But, Fuck it. Uh, it's my life. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not like I'm, you know, obviously there are people out there who aren't working at the moment. You know, be, like my mate Tom from the You Suck Chronicles podcast. They're actually going to be on next week as well. He's been on furlough since March last year. And you can't imagine how long, you know, like it's 10 months or whatever, isn't it? That's yeah. it's like insane. It's hard to even imagine. I mean, I'd love to be furloughed probably for a month, and I probably shouldn't say that, but just so that I could have a little rest. But yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want it for a long period of time. Oh, you're so lucky! But they fail to think what it's like yeah. to not, not, not do anything that you feel is what you know. Yeah, meaty while gives you satisfaction you know probably like you you know you take you take any more than four days off and you're, you're bouncing off the walls going i've got to do something yeah yeah uh, well i'm normally like that after day two actually but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know there's only really so much stuff that you can watch on the tally isn't there it's i mean i've got netflix and got disney plus and amazon prime and whatnot so you know it's like i've got quite a lot of different options that I can watch but yeah it's yeah like you and a lot of people we've been able to transition from office work to home working you know those who, who have not been able to and then have had to be on be on furlough it's and for those who've actually lost their jobs completely you know it's yeah. uh, my heart goes out to them you know yeah agreed mine does too as well but yeah so like like Andy just said that we are fortunate because you know I'm sat here at the moment at the the desk it used to be my podcast desk but now is my computer desk you know it's my work station sort of thing I'm quite glad that I have got work still yeah to be honest because then it's keeping me kind of sane um but the thing is is that I'm really loving working from home I don't think I want to go back at all. This is where the companies can now save a, save themselves a bit of cash. Mm. Their you know footprint, having to do all that renting and heating and uh, lighting, um, but also offer the workforce some more flexible working. Yeah, exactly. Because if at the moment the office that I was in is, I'm not sure if there's anybody in there at the moment, as in like people from the shop floor and things. But uh, last time that I knew about it, it was completely empty. So that's one building completely empty. Obviously yeah. lighting and everything like that has all been turned off and stuff. Yeah, you'd think to the you'd think for the company, why don't they just like sell it onto somebody else to or or keep the property, you know, and just use it for a different purpose. But you know, still it's it's a completely empty building at the moment. 
So they, they are definitely saving quite a lot on like electricity and electric and stuff like that. Electricity and electric. Oh, Andy, I've not changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so there's many, many companies up and down the land who are sort of seeing that savings and, and families who, albeit have had to adjust to working from home, but mum and dad are no longer out of the, you know, having two extra hours or more a day out of the house to get to and from work. They, you know, the, their working day starts at nine and finishes at whatever time, but yeah. they can be with their kids right up to that point. And in between, if their if their work allows, so I think from a quality family quality life, I, I imagine some people have seen improvements. Yeah. Others have been driving each other up the wall <laughs> because of their their circumstances. You know, it's there's not a one size fits all for this, and hopefully companies can see that that they still need to offer people a choice. Fingers crossed. Yeah, because then if that is the case, then because I'm obviously still wanting to sort of move out and things, I've been looking at places in Weymouth to rent. And if I was to stay put in Weymouth, I'd be saving a lot more money with renting than I would be if I was living up in Paul. The only thing is, is that you would then closer to any future outbreaks of the plague, you know, because you were <laughs> patient right back in the day. <laughs> Did I tell you what Chris said at the? You, well, I didn't tell you, but I can't remember. If I said it on the podcast. What Chris said at the very beginning of all of this. No. That he turned around to me and goes, "Oh, I've heard that this is just like the plane, uh, the plague." Do you remember that? I was like, "How fucking old do you think I am?" <laughs> and you stayed for a whole year. You say. I know, and that was at the very start. You, Chris, I know that sometimes you listen, but you fucking asshole <laughs> you think we're the warning signs <laughs> i know i know but you know <laughs> i'll run things by you next time andy okay <laughs> yeah we'll just record everything and just play it back at the end of the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i shall oh dear so it's still good that i can laugh about things though so it's all good if you don't you'll only cry yeah exactly nobody needs to see a sniveling person do they so no cry everyone looks ugly when they cry is that what you just said or yeah oh okay apologies i i didn't quite hear it so that's why i repeated it (laughs) well that's why i said is nobody looks pretty when they cry Uh, okay you said it more succinctly yes like everyone looks ugly when they cry (laughs) you're all munters when you're bawling (laughs) oh well at least we're not when we're laughing eh no i just look weird <laughs> I don't look weird. I look lovely when I laugh. Yes. yes thank you. Uh-huh. So how is the house? Is it de- all decorated by now? Surely by now it's all done and dusted. No, no. We one year on, we're not much further forward. Oh, that's good. That's progress. Yeah. Uh, I think as I said last year, you know, I knew I was running out of money, so uh yeah. Oh, I'm just on the savings part now, just saving everything up to, to get the big works done. Yeah. Fair enough. But the mortgage is out of its uh, contract period uh, this August, so I might just refinance with the loan and just get it one and done uh, over the winter, next winter. Was that the mortgage, did you say? Yeah, get get, get it remortgaged, borrow a little bit extra, and then just uh, get all the works done in one go. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. You're going to get somebody to come in and do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the professionals in. Yeah, and see if they can uh, fix your bodge job. (laughs) I've been told that my work is very good for my skill sets. Well, that's good. 
that's good at least. So, you know, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it may take a long time for you to get there, but you're like the tortoise, aren't you? The tortoise and the hare story. Exactly. Yeah. He still got there in the end. And he won in the end as well, didn't he? So, And if nothing else, I'll always get my participation medal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not as if there's a, there's a hurry for me to get this done. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no future Mrs. B on the horizon in a lockdown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also there's no plans for you to sort of move out and get another, another property or anything like that in the future. At the moment, it's there. So exactly. Yeah. Just take your time. The cats are happy. As long as you're happy, that's the main thing. Well, you say the cats are happy. They're throwing temper tantrums because they are overweight, according to the vet. So they're on a the diet. Oh, well, I did. I did see a picture of, that you put. Up, I think you put it up on Instagram because I had a little nosy the other day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when they were sat in front, uh, sat between your legs watching the telly, I think it was. And I was like, oh, they look a little bit porky. <laughs> yeah. But then, are they still being fed by neighbours? Yeah, they're, they're they're quite happy to go into other people's house and uh, have a little snuffle around. Um, so I got a picture sent to me from people three doors down they're saying oh if you're wondering where Lacey is here she is and there she was sitting on their sofa (laughs) (laughs) big fiend of a of of a kitty (laughs) (laughs) yes Levi is 1.1 kilo overweight and she's 900 grams overweight what's what's yeah what's that in like English (laughs) 900 grams for Lacey, 1.1 kilos for Levi. (laughs) (laughs) That's not English. (laughs) Which one is bigger? (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs) Okay, before uh, our imperialists. God, we should be all on metric people. <laughs> all I wanted to know was which one was fatter, to be honest. I, I figured that the 1.5 kilo one would be fatter, but I wasn't sure. Hey, hey, 1.1, come on, let's not be adding uh, gra- <laughs> Sorry, 1.1. I would be ripped to part on Twitter if I added uh, the grams to, to you for being such a chauvinist, horrible pig. So, yeah. I don't want my cats to be fatter than they are. <laughs> oh, Levi, bless him, is the uh, the the, ch- the the chubbier one. Ah, oh, bless him. Neither of them carry it well. Bless them, and neither of them are coping with uh, their reduced portions. Mm. But then I suppose if they're getting smaller portions with you, at least then they're getting bigger portions elsewhere. <laughs> so they are still losing weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens in the next weigh-in. Yeah. Maybe you should have a word, well, I don't know if it's possible, but have a word with your neighbours and say, please don't feed them, you know, kind of thing, just at the moment. Well, just, when it goes back to something I think I said on the podcast when I was on it was, is it moral, morally or ethically or socially acceptable for me to just shave, do not feed into my cats? I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah. 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 Well, I was watching this morning this morning and uh they had a woman on there who had dyed her dog multiple colors and it also said stay safe on there so it was like with this um vegetable hair dye type thing so it was like you know it was quite healthy for the dog and whatnot but it was like pink purple blue you know it was all these different colors originally was white you know and i was just like what has that woman done to her dog 
But apparently the dog is really happy being like that. So, you know. <laughs> but Dogs are really renowned for their uh, language skills. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. So I've got a dog now. Well, it kind of half a dog. Well, it's a whole dog, but it's not mine, if that makes sense. It's uh, my mum's boyfriend's dog. But, you know, I still I still love him to pieces. But, yeah, you can tell when he's grumpy and when he's happy. Do you take for walks? I don't. No, I might actually start doing it. In some ways, I don't want to be doing it all the time, if that makes sense, because he's not my dog. So, yeah. yeah. Get yourself out of the house, so you never know. You might meet someone. I suppose that is a good idea. Yeah. So I might just do that. Yeah. Although he is a bit... Yeah, it's like when the mailman comes. Oh, my God. We've seen so many different piles of shit on the uh, doorstep because the the dog barks so loudly. (laughs) You know, people are, like, crapping their pants and running away. (laughs) They're not literally shitting on the doorstep, but, you know, (laughs) metaphorically speaking, they are. And this is just a little Jack Russell. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, because Jack Russells are usually louder, aren't they? But, yeah, no. He's a border collie crossed with a labrador so wow intelligent yes well sometimes you'd think so (laughs) but anyway andy i think well we've done about 31 minutes here and we haven't even got onto our favorite segment yet so andy do you have any codswallop this week oh codswallop this week um yeah i think all the um the world (laughs) is still my codswallop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know some people may have noticed I've, I've had a very light footprint on twitter yes <laughs> my toe back in and then i came quickly straight back out it's still a hot mess you know there's arguments are still happening <laughs> so, it's, uh, so that's my codswallop why why can't people just be nice and play nicely because oh, people have got too many opinions haven't they mm. and they like to share them so <clears throat> I keep getting a frog in my throat today. Weird. Uh, it's just that emotional, you know, have, talking to me after so long, it, you know, brings a lump to your throat. Oh, it is. It is absolutely yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> See, it's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been for this time? <laughs> the last time I spoke to you was over a year ago. I <sighs> know oh, we're doing that ugly face again. Um <laughs> yeah so the world has pissed you off then it really still continues to, to piss me off um but because i'm not out in the outside world um so i'm not driving so my normal cod wallop you know fodder should you say is uh is not really available to me i mean i could say that ignorance on the footpath is still a, a major bugbear of mine when i'm out running I, I must admit yeah you know there are only two of you walking so why don't you take up entire eight meters of the, the path <laughs> <laughs> well they have got to stay two meters away from each other first of all so <laughs> so you know if they're taking up the entirety of eight meters that means they're taking up four meters each well that means then that you can run in between without causing any problems if they weren't also walking two dogs on leads oh well you didn't yeah. say that but come on andy we need the full story before we can speculate the answer <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, no. Other than that, you know, I think as as I said in my last appearance, strangely, I've evolved into a kind of a Eeyore Tigger esque animal. <gasps> so you come into my way a little bit. Yeah, well, well, you know, come on, let's let's ground ourselves in a bit of reality. <laughs> 
Have you heard that Andy's, uh, not Andy, sorry, James is uh, getting very, very Eeyore lately. Yes. Yes. Is, are you kind of proud a little bit? Yes, my, my child has, has, has come of age. <laughs> now, I didn't know that you had a child. <laughs> James. Oh. <laughs> I must admit his his fetishes of glory holes have disappointed me somewhat. But you know, it's the two thousands and you can do whatever you like. Yeah, exactly. After last year, you can definitely do whatever you like this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I've noticed a, a proper change in my personality since working from home more. Yeah. Well, you're a lot more relaxed. Yeah. yeah. It, on, like, on a serious note, peopling seriously tires me out and just drained my, my batteries. So I think that's why I'm just so, so annoyed all the time. <laughs> I, I agree with that as well, because I didn't realise how much it annoyed me until I started working from home. I know we're going sort of full circle again here, but it's kind of like... I used to have people standing at my desk and they'd just like stand there until I looked at them. And it's like, oh, I'm not looking at you because I'm busy. What the hell do you want? You know, kind of thing. And it depended. It, it depends. Sorry, who the person was, of course. You know, if I really liked the person, I didn't mind turning around. But if it was one of those irritating people, I was just like, oh, please go away. But yeah, it's. Now, when you get like the email come through, or if you get like a, cause we're using Teams to communicate with one another. So, um, if you get like a message on Teams or a telephone call on there, you can sort of turn around to the person and say, or oh, could you give me like half an hour to think about this? And you can just sit back and just think about it before you actually give them the answer instead of them being stood right on top of you trying to, pressurize you into giving the answer if that makes sense so i was talking my guys today you know just saying you know how are you finding working from home you know you're being more productive and it was like yeah and i said is it because people are no longer coming up to your desk it's like yes yeah <laughs> but we were talking about sort of, you know returning to work and i said you know you just got to prepare yourself if you decide to work more from home and then just do the occasional trips in the office just to you know get on and do something or or catch up with someone. Whether that to be a work day because you'll get fuck all work done. Because that's that's what it used to be for me when I used to work from home. I used to do a trip into the office every two weeks just for one day. I never did any work. It was just constantly being sort of, oh, I haven't seen you. How are you doing? What are you up to? Where have you been? Da, 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 da. So that was my whole day. Just yeah, <laughs> gone <laughs> to people. You know, on their life and work and what have you. So, but it's good that you know, just bring it. Just, I think it makes it more meaningful. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, so yes, maybe you might need to do a new segment. So, like, codswallop is like the negative. Yeah. So for me, a positive fish would be something like a prawn cocktail. Could do prawn cocktail segment, which is all about the your side of like unicorns and marshmallow clouds. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so we could, yeah. Even as a last-minute stand-in for people who can't be bothered. I can say that because you'll never listen and won't get offended. (laughs) Which was very, very kind of you. (laughs) Yeah, I I gave you first refusal, didn't I? So I wanted to see if you were available first. But I do do like that idea, though. So it's, uh, yeah, it could be Codswallop or Cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Talking talking prawn cocktail. Mm-hmm. Seems like a bit of a mouthful, though, doesn't it? Just take off the talking. So, what's your codswallop? What's your prawn cocktail? Yeah. All right. I'll have a think about that. I'll put it into the think camp. Thick think yeah. camp. 
Oh, thick. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you just, you know, put the what, what the pronunciation is into the thinking cap. Thank you. And then once you've got the pronunciation tied down, then put that idea in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Really nothing has changed. <laughs> Still the same me. <laughs> Whilst I wouldn't be here to see the answers, I'd be interested to hear the answers on a future podcast would be how of the salty you know the salty tadpoles mm. have they noticed any changes in themselves good or bad as part of lockdown i know we've all had our frustrations but take that to one side just think about you mm. <laughs> have you grown or have you gone back you know let us know how's it been for you yeah because we did um well towards the sort of start of all of this we did do a sort of like a check-in episode but yeah it would be quite good to know that we've already got planned for next sunday's episode so we might i might put that question out into the um sort of facebook twitter and instagram as well so that we can maybe discuss that that would be quite a good idea yeah yeah i'm still not not set on prawn cocktail though but yeah i am gonna have a little think about it <laughs> trying to think what are the, uh, other tasty fishes scampi oh fish finger sandwich oh <laughs> gotta be food based that's the oh, thing oh yeah yeah definitely so wash your scampi wash your fish fingers wash your fish cake oh fish cake fish cake's good as well or wash your gravelax no no or wash your caviar no it's a bit fancy for us <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit genre's partnership for you yeah oh can you imagine it can I have your cod swallow and your caviar <laughs> <laughs> Chicken or death. <laughs> oh dear. I'm trying to think if I've got any cards for this week. I think I'm probably going to have to just lean on yours, really. People, the world, you know, the, just people are just getting on my nerves. Yeah. It's it's not people in my home, it's people outside of my home, you know, just like being ridiculous. So, generally, isn't it? Yeah. I think as um, the one of the, the, the famous princesses once said, let it go, let it go. You know, Don't hold you back anymore. Just let it go. Although I think she was also delusional because didn't she hang around with a, what she thought was a snowman? <laughs> well, she actually her sister did. So, ah. yeah. Well, I think she did as yeah. well, but not quite as much as her sister did. Yeah. So definitely good, good, good two morals there. Don't take drugs. Yeah. And just let it. <laughs> and just let it go. <laughs> what is it? She's letting go. Just, just off, off anger. Yeah. Because you know, it, it, I think it kind of dawned on me that um, you can't change people's mind. And if you're going to get angry about that, you're just going to die angry. So just let it go and live your life and be happy. Oh, my God. Andy, what have you done with yourself? This is scary. I found myself. Oh, <laughs> were you anywhere in particular? Did you like leave yourself up in the loft or? Strangely <laughs> enough, I was taking the sofa bed apart and that's where I popped out. Oh. <laughs> I bought about 15 lighters and £2.15 change. Oh, that's good. Did the lighters work? Yes. Oh, that's a bonus. Like the £2.50 was amazing, but the lighters all working as well. That's pretty good bonus. <laughs> well, before we get on to some stories of the week, I have got an article that I'm going to 
read, but then we're going to go on to some stories of the week, I think. What I found is top 10 UK places most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse is your area on the list. Let's find out. I know. (laughs) If you want to flee the zombies, your best bet is is to head to Cambridge, according to a study. Swansea came second, while Belfast scooped in third. If there's ever a Walking Dead-style apocalypse, it seems those living in a leafy Cambridge area have least to fear. The university city topped a list of places most likely to survive a zombie nation due to its number of onshore wind farms, recycling centres and farmland, while Swansea was second. Sorry, I... I, I, I... Uh, how, how does a wind farm protect you against a zombie? I'm I'm kind of wondering this myself. I'm thinking, why is it that Cambridge is going to be the best place? I wonder if they will tell us a little bit further on, but, you know, maybe, maybe not. But you'd think that place like, I'm going to use my own location, like Dorset, where we all know how to drive combine harvesters, we would probably be the best place. Yeah, and you eat wild animals straight from the road. From a, so for a zombie, you know, a zombie you just think is roadkill. So you just immediately they're more at risk from you than you are of them. <laughs> well, I think we'd have the sense not to eat the zombie because then we would turn into zombies. Yeah, you know, we've got a checkered past when it comes to infectious diseases. We do, we do. And you know, you've got a a, a mouldy ship that you. Keeping alive. <laughs> I don't think that's actually in Dorset. I think that's in Plymouth, isn't it? It's a muff. It's a muff, yeah. <laughs> you know, geography's not my strong point. No, I know. <laughs> right, well, I'm just scrolling through to see if it gives us any reason why. I'm kind of disappointed that it hasn't given me more information. So, um, I mean, it's given loads of... Oh, here we go. Um, 10 safest places in a zombie apocalypse. So this is what we've all been sitting here waiting for, really. So, Cambridge, Swansea, Belfast. We knew those three. Next place is Bristol. So that's not far away from me. Um, Armagh. A-R-M-A-G-H. How do you say that? Amar. Amar. People in that area, I'm ever so sorry, because I think we've both ruined that. Plymouth. So, yeah, not they're the ones with the uh, Mary Rose. <laughs> Edinburgh. Dundee. Gloucestershire. And Manchester is number 10. Hang on. Like, you've gone city, 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 county, city. That, that just... You can't. They can't include a whole county. That's a very good point, isn't it? Also, if I was to actually think of this, I would have put Manchester up a lot higher. Yeah. You know, not not meaning that in a disrespectful to any people from Manchester, but you know, you are you know, they, they usually are a bit more tough and ready kind of thing. And I said tough, not rough. <laughs> you know, they're caught in the tough ones, aren't they? So, you know, I think that they would definitely be up a lot higher. Probably probably number one, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I just can't get this Cambridge one out of my head. I don't get it. I don't get it with Cambridge. Isn't that where all the posh universities are? So all the posh university students are going to be able to take on a zombie? I don't think so. I think somebody had a slow day and was given something to do uh, uh, as a last minute. Mm, I think so too. 
and I think I think they just botched it. Yeah. What seats do I know? Uh, Gloucestershire. Yeah, that's a city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. I can't even believe that like Dorset didn't even get a mention or Reading. You know, the ding, as I like, as we like to call it, the bing, the ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, something that was possibly going to give me a bit of enjoyment there has now brutally disappointed me. So, Andy, we've got a story of the week. (laughs) Ah, right. So we've got um, apparently just looking at the the tiles, we've got bodybuilder who married sex doll says she broke just before Christmas. (laughs) Woman fine for walking husband on a lead. Uh, NHS worker who lost her purse in, in the UK a year ago, baffled after it turns up in Turkey. I'd like to hear the one about the woman walking her husband on a lead. Pervert. I know. <laughs> Are you like telling me something I already know? <laughs> Did Chris appreciate you walking him on a lead? Well, he wouldn't let me, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little insight into the gem there. <laughs> so, a woman in Canada has been fined for breaking a COVID curfew by walking her husband on a lead. When stopped by police, she claimed that her partner was in fact a dog, according to local media. On Saturday, Quebec. On Saturday, Quebec. What the whole city? <laughs> the whole city has once said that people would have to stay indoors between 8pm and 5am in a bid to halt the spread of the coronavirus. However, dog walkers are allowed to be outside during this time in an exception to the rules. Police spotted the pair in Shearbrook around 9pm just after the rules took effect. Both of them were fined 1546 Canadian dollars, or 893 in real money, uh, <laughs> despite claiming they were <laughs> acting within the rules for pets. Isabel uh, Gendron of the Sherbrooke Police Department told the Le Tribune they did not cooperate with the police at all. I'm not even going to bother doing a Canadian accent. And the woman said she would not pay the ticket. The paper said that in the evening from Saturday to Sunday, 19 tickets for breaching the curfew were issued. Oh, Jim, this is why we don't read the Metro, isn't it? <laughs> they just fail off into bullshit. Well, normally they just cut the article short and we just never know what happens. <laughs> Have you got anything that's better than that? Well, I might do, but I think, you know, you've got to give these people a hand that they at least tried. You know, it's a bit like when people go through on a, in a wheelchair and, and uh, roller skates <laughs> into a drive-thru, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because they just need their McDonald's. <laughs> right. Do I go with, we're going to do both of them, but scientists find a 50 million year old fossil penis of bug previously unknown or Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle reportedly blew up a woman's home in the UK. Let's go for the 50 million year old fossil penis. Okay, so we'll end with Gwyneth, (laughs) the wonderful Paltrow. (laughs) Okay, so researchers were able to study the penis of a tiny assassin bug dated from the uh, something era. <laughs> Why is there so many words on this? <laughs> Allowing them to identify a new species. 
Gemma may have just blocked out a couple of words that she couldn't have said. Gemma really needs to read the stories before she picks them. <laughs> yeah, she does to see if there's naughty, uh, not naughty words, but complicated words. <laughs> An assassin bug that died over 50 million years has been found in almost perfect condition in, Colora- in Colorado. That was an easy word to say. I just mixed it up. <laughs> it's rare that small creatures like the bug leave such complete fossils and paleontologists I think I said it right the last time are particularly interested in the tiny predator's penis (laughs) he's just giggling at the way I say penis there just your fascination with penis penis (laughs) was not my fascination I didn't write the article (laughs) I just choose to read it Daniel Swanson, one of the team from the University of Illinois that is examining the fossil, says the detailed structure in the insect's genitalia are a rare treat. (laughs) (laughs) These tiny details helped Swanson and his colleagues determine that the bug is from a species that is previously unknown to science. The fossil bug dates from, right, is E-O-C-E-N-E. How'd you say that? E-O-C. E-N-E. The dinosaur era. <laughs> it would be around about that time anyway. You can spell, it's just, you know, fantastic audio, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. But at least I can spell it so people know what one I mean. <laughs> so uh, the dinosaur era, an age that began with a hothouse earth and ended after two major asteroids strike with Antarctica going from a green continent attached to Australia to a a frozen wasteland. Okay. Can everyone just please just check their pulse? Is everyone still with us? Oh, shush. You know I'm going to edit this better. (laughs) Don't, because you know I'm I'm sensitive about my reading. (laughs) Small fossils like the assassin bug rarely survive the huge upheavals of the era. And so Professor Swanson tells one of his colleagues, this discovery represents a rare opportunity to study a brand new species. As they've said many times before. We mentioned it's a brand new species. I know. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) The tell tell genitals are tucked away in a protective shell it is a cup hardened like the rest of the exoskeleton that contains all of the typical typically softer internal parts of the insect's genitalia he says after these softer body parts very rare i'm just gonna just read ahead a moment just to see if there's any more that's like really interesting he adds that the preservation of the insect's tiny details helped his team identify the bug as part of an entire new species (laughs) it's a new species I think so. (laughs) And proves clues that the entire family of assassin bugs could be somewhat older than scientists previously believed. The branch of the family tree to which the new fossil is thought to belong 
in current estimation around 25 million years old. (laughs) So it means that one branch of the assassin bugs probably is earlier or is older than we thought. Hmm. But did we mention it's a new species? Uh, Yes, I know. It might be a new species. Don't get too excited because it might be. (laughs) Humans lack this protective cup structure So it is unlikely that any of our present day penises will be preserved. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy, your penis isn't going to be preserved. How does that make you feel? Well, just those future generations of women that are going to just miss out on such a tiny specimen. I know. (laughs) I just realised what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Yeah, I mean, you could use plaster of Paris and, and make a mould, but, you know, you wouldn't know whether that's a zit or a penis. <laughs> I thought it was big enough to sling over your shoulder. No, that was really just a prosthetic. Oh, I see. So it was like an elephant trunk. I see. I'm lying to myself and to the world. <laughs> you know, I can admit now that I've grown into this Eeyore Tigger-esque moth that you see. Oh, and so your genitalia has shrunk within itself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the end of that article anyway. So we ended on men not being able to have penises in the... Well, you will be able to have penises in the future, but they won't be protected. And in millions of years, they won't be able to find them. So Yeah, but basically your, your dreams of handing down your penis as a, as a family heirloom to generations to come. No. <laughs> the only way you could do it is if you make them into a dildo. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) A rite of passage for the entire female line. (laughs) Oh, would that be classed as incest? There's one for the philosophers, isn't it? (laughs) If you use a dead relative as a dildo. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is good, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think that would be a good idea. But you never know. You know, it might be someone's dying wish to do it. You know, like, just cremate the rest of me. All I want is my penis to be made into a dildo. Yeah, and if you could put it on display in the National Museum, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and you could have all different, like, sizes, couldn't you? Sort of, you know, like how you get the, you like, the biggest one first, growing to the smallest one. <laughs> yeah, in scale. Yeah, I think, oh, I think that would be good. You could then take the penis where you like, if, you know, you have to be at least this tall and you just get that, the appropriate sized penis <laughs> and that stick. <laughs> Oh dear. So there you go. See, my article brought up some conversation. <laughs> Did you have another one? Let's see what the NHS worker, whether she, her lost her purse actually was. Yeah. The NHS worker who lost her purse in the UK a year ago baffled after it turns up in Turkey. NHS COVID test tracer Nikita Turvey couldn't believe it when a stranger from Turkey told her he found her purse a year after she lost it. Now the pair are friends. An NHS person trace worker who lost her purse in England was shocked to discover it had been... You're just repeating yourself now. Right. So Peter Turvey desperately searched her home and work from top to bottom after she realised she'd lost her purse in September 2019. But sadly, it was nowhere to be found. Oh, no. 24-year-old from Harlow, Essex, had accepted that it was gone for good and set about Knowing task of ordering all the new cards, work passes, and IDs. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is a bit of a pain in the ass, though. <laughs> yeah, sit on hold for five hours. Although, if you've got loads of credit cards 
for example, you could just say, uh, you know, like that, say, for example, they went and purchased um, something really expensive. They could say, no, that wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I lost it like three days ago. Yeah. I just only just realized. So, yeah. <laughs> Later in November 2020, she received a message from a man on Instagram of a photograph of the student card that had been inside the lost purse. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Picture of said Instagram feed where you see a picture of the student card and, OMG, did you find my old purse? Question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> I've had it lost for months, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Where did you get that? Question mark, question mark. I'm in Turkey. How did you get that? I lost it in England. And I found it in these recycling materials. <laughs> Is that your Turkish accent? <laughs> it's literally like she's gone, oh, and he's gone, I am in Turkey. And then she's gone, how did you get that? I lost in England. And he's gone, I found, in, I found these in recycling materials. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, I found. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The man named Kea, who works with recycling materials in Turkey, found Nikita's purse on the ground. So he decided to try and track the rightful owner down on social media. The two have such, since struck up an unlikely friendship and talk regularly with Nikita saying she would love to meet up with Kea if he had had the chance to come to the UK. Or you could go to him maybe <laughs> i was thinking that like oh my gosh she's so lazy like this guy went out of his way to contact her make sure she had her wallet back and everything okay yeah she's replaced all the cards but whatever she he's still doing it <laughs> yeah and she can't be asked to just like get on a plane and go to turkey i'd really like to meet him if he's in the uk and in the city where i live in the street where i live <laughs> outside the house where I live, then yes, yes, I'd love to meet yeah, him. Yeah, and especially if the time suits me as well. <laughs> In and not watching uh, Anyways Essex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the keeper said, I have no idea when or how I lost it. I just know that at the time I was working a lot. It might have been somehow fallen into the recycling bin. I spent a solid week looking everywhere at home, at work, in all my coat pockets, in old bags. I looked everywhere, but I had no luck. <laughs> oh, dear. But she found it. Yeah. I bet secretly she was kind of like, you know what, mate? I know you've reached out. Thank you ever so much for that. Don't bother sending it to me. I've just like, I've replaced everything now. You could have contacted me a few days before so that I didn't have to contact you. <laughs> so I didn't have to get all my cards back. <laughs> yeah, it's like... How did the press get hold of this story, I wonder? I know. Mm. It's like top story, isn't it, of the week? <laughs> Someone had a slow day on Facebook. Yeah. Well, let's face it. Coronavirus or wallet stolen. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> Sorry. Lost. <laughs> so that's... Uh... That I think that be the the weird news that I can find. Yeah, well, that sounds good. If um, I finish it off then with the stupid Gwyneth Paltrow, Pal Paltrow. Okay, so the story reads because I read the article, uh, you know, the headline a little bit earlier, and you know, people might have forgotten. <laughs> One of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles reportedly blew up in a UK woman's home. Do you know all about goop and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Enterprise has inspired a lot of jokes as well as a lot of concerns, not to mention safety of many of the pricey and sometimes absurd new agey products. 
but nothing captured the ridiculousness of the company like a line of candles entitled this smells like my vagina mm, fish <laughs> mm, hairy juice sandwich smell <laughs> scampy <laughs> fish finger sandwich (laughs) whereas some goop wares are based on potentially harmful things their vagina candles merely seemed like devastating self-parody but it turns out that that too may be dangerous as per the sun and caught by the new york post one of them blew up in the home of a woman in the UK when Jodie Thompson told the British tabloid that the vagina candle burst into flames in her living room, as per the following post. The candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere. Jodie Thompson, 50, told the outlet, now why the fuck is a 50-year-old one in smell? A vagina candle, I don't know. Maybe she just wanted to remind herself of what it used to smell like. Oh, maybe, yeah. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze, and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in my room. The media consultant from Kilburn, North London, added, Thompson, who lives with her partner, David Snow, said they threw the flaming candle out of the front door. It could have burnt the place down. It was scary at the time, but funny looking back that Gwyneth's vagina candle exploded in my living room, she said. Neither Paltrow nor Goop have yet to comment on the alleged incident. Why did they say alleged when it actually happened? Well, they don't know the background. You know, how long has she had the candle burning for? What was the the ambient temperature of the room at the time? Was there anything else that could have caused that candle to explode in situations? wasn't designed to be burnt in yeah, I, well uh, very very good points thank you <laughs> the candle launched about a year ago and it runs at 75 dollars according to the goop site it is made of geranium citrusy bergamot basically it's loads of nice little smells <laughs> but not that nice because obviously it smells like a vagina not that my vagina smells horrible it smells lovely all right <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the pound shop version of that is pound shop yeah do you know what the pound shop version of that is no go on so you go you go to the pound shop mm-hmm. you get a candle that's a comfortable size shall we say <laughs> and then much like how you make a candle you dip yourself enough times to you get your own smell on it then you light it <laughs> I knew halfway through that you were going there, <laughs> but I took a drink of um, I took a mouthful of drink at the wrong time and nearly sprayed it all over my oh. microphone. <laughs> That's a, a bit of a life hack for people. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. <laughs> Gift to your partners. Oh, lovely Valentine's is coming up soon, isn't it? <laughs> That's kind of the end of the article. So yeah, what do you think about that, Andy? I mean, you obviously said about your uh, Poundland hack there, but... Yeah, I mean, 75 quid, I mean, maybe you do want it to explode all over your face. (laughs) 
Okay, well, that seems like a good place to end this uh, this week's episode. What do you think, Andy? Well, I think I could go for another 45 minutes at least. <laughs> well, you can go for it on the uh, the Halibut podcast if you like. Ooh. <laughs> Just for the Halibut. Oh, you know what? That's, that's, that's a genuine good one, that one. Thank you. Thank you. Jamie, you heard it. She can have that one. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. <laughs> Right, well, in that case, Andy, I think that we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. I have been Andy. You have. And it's been a pleasure to have you back this week. Thank you very much for making the time for us. So My pleasure. If I can spare it and you need me, just put up the Eeyore light and I will respond. Yes, and he did. Thank you ever so much. 